I was talking with Tosh uh, earlier. I'm just telling her. I was like, I don't know why certain things are popping up right now um, from the past, past, past uh, relationships. Really, not really relationships, but past people from my past that uh, that I that I cared about and I got hurt by. I'm like, they're popping back up now, and I'm just like, why? <laughs> And it's like you need, I, to vent. you need to talk it. You need to talk it out. It's like I'm not sad. It's like I'm not sad about it because she was like, "Why do you sound sad?" It's like I'm not sad about it. It's just like reflecting back on the past, and I'm just like, man. Like I saw a picture of someone that I that I really deeply cared for, that I loved a lot, and I'm just like, man, I really like. I was really in love with this little person. <laughs> But I was just like, I don't know, like my heart just, my heart was just softened for that person. It's like, I'm not sad. I'm not desiring to be with that person because, oh, hell no. Nothing worked with that. Absolutely not. I got a question. What were you like when that person was in your life? I was not myself. I was, I was, okay. I was not myself, but I was. It was like a, it was like a past version of me. Is is uh is who I was. Um, you remember my little past that I had with Vanilla, right? Yeah. Well, so this guy that I'm dating now has the same name as Vanilla and has the same occupation attributes as Vanilla, which is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Um, Vanilla, he was a mechanic, but he ended up selling cars instead, like. He ended up selling cars, and he's making all this money now. Mm-hmm. And this guy that I'm dating has the same name, and he's a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just really weird. And his relationship that he had with his ex-wife reminds me, the way he describes it, reminds me of the relationship that Vanilla was, you know, in or whatnot. And I'm like, it was almost like in the sense I was looking at the past. I was in the present, but I also saw the future, and it was just, it kind of, like, scared me, and I was sitting here, like, thinking about it yesterday, I was over, you know, drinking my cup of coffee and stuff, and, you know, I was, you know, kind of, like, um, what was I doing, like, it was after the service yesterday, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I just kind of, like, watched it, whatever, and I sat back, and I started praying, and that revelation just, like, popped in, and I was like, what are the odds of that, you know? It was like, the past was sitting right there, but I was in the present, but I was also looking at the future. Hmm. Yeah. But but you you speak on the future. You speaking on you saw the future. What do you mean by that when you say you saw the future? Because you see the past. Well, you see things that well, you... Well, when, when the guy was telling me about his marriage and how it was and how it was just mainly all about money, it was almost like I saw the future of Vanilla's relationship plummeting okay. and going down this drain just like how the present guy I went. Um, the best part, though, is honestly is that the guy I'm dating now... Um, you know, he did the right thing for himself. He got divorced. He, um, he, you know, he wasn't anybody that was attached to someone, which is a really healthy thing because Vanilla was attached to somebody and it became toxic. Mm-hmm. You know, sitting there waiting for somebody and 
with the guy. I don't have to wait for anything or anyone. Like, I have, you know, if I'm in a relationship and I want to go the distance with this person, I don't have to worry about another woman being in the picture or waiting for someone to be their spouse, which I don't recommend anybody should ever do anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I, I can understand, you know, when we talk about past people, we think about the version of ourselves or who we were back then. And I found out when I uh, was pining over the other guy, I, there was a part of myself that I missed because when he was taking interest in me, I was looking at how beautiful I looked, mm-hmm. how young I was. Mm-hmm. Um, just I was outgoing and you know I was a certain size and I had a certain job and I was in shape and you know I had like all these different attributes but as time went on you know all those things started to fade and it was like I kind of saw myself in a different light and it was like I attached my identity to a past person Mm. so I mean I think that's what a lot of people they get caught up on the past they get caught up with the way that person used to look at them and how that person thought of themselves back then and how they looked and the thing about it is the past is just a um not just a memory but it's a marker and it's the past for a reason because time waits for nobody and time is gone and you know the past is the past as time moves forward you gotta also be present minded about the present moment and be mindful in that moment because the things that you're doing and thinking about in that moment will create a future true you are hitting it right on there I think for me and why why with this with this certain individual my heart was softened because I'm just like man I done went through some stuff. I done shared some very personal stuff with this person. It was just so much that within that time, it was such a lengthy, not really lengthy time, but it was a, it was a long time, you know, good chunk of my life, you know, that I, that I spent trying to build with this person as far as a relationship. And it just not, it, it just would not work for whatever. It just couldn't work. Um, right. I feel like, part of me it was a it was an old past part of me that I was able to revisit with this person and I and I went with that and I was just trying to build off of that because one when you ain't been in a relationship for so long it's been some it's been some years that you you know got attention from from a from a man or whatever and now this person he's he's jumped jumped into the picture you know he's not like any other like for me it was other people that were like not to say in any old kind of way but they were just too afraid to approach or they didn't approach for, for whatever reason you know so for this person to be as bold as he was he wasn't he wasn't my particular type but just the just the fact that he approached me and he pursued me the way he did I was all I was all like all right like shoot all right Pippin you okay like I was with it I was excited I was yeah. like shoot you okay let me give this a chance yeah you exactly. know exactly so and then you, you find out about like who a person really truly is and all that and then for me I'm just like man looking now and today back on it it, it was a lot of things within myself as well I you know 
I feel like people, they, they're quick to blame the other person because of whatever and try to play the victim mentality. But truth is, it takes two to tango. You know, like, let's be real. Like, there were some things, there were some things that Brittany had to work on. There were some things that, you know, I, I was, I, for me, one of the things was I was so pressed to be with somebody that I was willing to forfeit who I really, truly am, forfeit some things that I know are just not a freaking negotiable, like non-negotiable. I'm not gonna, you know, but at that time, I was so, this person so had my my attention and my eye and my heart that I was willing, like, I was, like, okay to be like, mm, maybe, you know, maybe this, you know, this can be overlooked and that. And it just started to grow and to build to be more and more, and it started to become a problem after that. Okay, so basically back then, you were a person that were willing to, um, you were willing to go against morals and standards that you know you should never break for a person and it didn't work out anyway I think you need to be counting your lucky stars and thanking God because anybody anybody that is okay with you breaking your own personal moral code is a person that should be looked at and you're gonna have to realize that maybe it wasn't really meant to be maybe it was something that you had to grow from because Anybody who mm-hmm. is willing to sit there and allow a woman to make uh, to make decisions in which it, it'll impact her and it goes against her morality. I mean, I know there's for a reason sure. that person sure. worked out. Like now, uh, I like... think about. Go ahead. Yeah, you you will drop certain things for that person. You do certain things for that person that mm-hmm. you know you would not normally do. And, oh yeah. And then it's like. You know, I, when I, when I was, you know, seen in front of a person and wanting a person that I knew it wasn't good for me, I was willing to break every rule of the book, but it never came to fruition because anybody that is willing to sit by and watch you do certain things that are completely out of your character, that's not a good person for you. True. No, but it does feel good to actually, no, even though you know they, you know they're not the person, but you still do. At least I did. Yeah, but you ain't lying, though, Tosh. Like, honestly, though, because for me, it was like, man, it's been a good amount of years. I ain't talked to nobody. Like, you know, I'm just, I wasn't actively seeking anybody, but I was just chilling. But at the same time, it's just like, man, it's been, it's been a a long time. And then all of a sudden, someone pops up and, you know, they're like actively pursuing. Like, they are really like, they're making it known. They want to get to know you or they want, you know what I'm saying? They want more from you. They're trying to get something from you. And it wasn't nothing like, you know, predator style type of doing I say like nothing like that. But it's just like, you know, man, like they really they really trying. So like let me give this a chance. Let me not knock something, you know. So I'm like, okay. I also have to see and you realize is you know, this may like that the way that person popped up and everything, you know, the more and more I think about it, there's a possibility be a counterfeit because normally yes. you, have, you get tested before the real, a real yes. and I'm really honestly thinking that yes. there's something that's supposed to come your way and it, mm-hmm. it, I don't know what it is something about men when they know that the woman they curve is about to step into a relationship it's like yeah. they gotta come back and like remind you hey
They leave a woman. They know when that woman is about to step into another relationship and they know that there will not be an opportunity for them to be able to step back in again. So what he's trying to do is you got to step back in and make sure you remember him. Yeah. You know, and then it's like... And you trying to forget him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you do. I'm not going to lie to you like this guy that, you know, I met. It, it kind of, for me, I felt like it was the opposite way for me because it was like the moment I let go of the notion that I was supposed to have something with a certain person, it was like the moment I let that go, a relationship stepped through. And or, you know, another person, another candidate, and it just so happened, like I said, same name, same occupation, same situation, but in a different part of the situation. It, it, it just kind of like really um, boggled my mind there for a second. Um, but Brittany, I honestly think that sometimes a review of the past it, it, it's very imperative before you turn around and look and see yeah. you know the option that's for you um I honestly too think like I said I think this person just knows that there's a relationship that's about to pop up there's a person right around the corner for you and it may not be when you wanted it to happen but like normally when guys step in like that that means the real dog's coming. Mm-hmm. That's why I was telling I said it could be another, it could be a test and telling you and to, to show you, okay, have you really, you know, forgiven or and moved on? You know? But for me, like, I, I went through the emotion roller coaster when it came to severing those ties, severing those soul ties, because I telling you I was tied up to this person really good because I was deep in it and it was to the it was to the point so much I didn't know who I was anymore I'm like I'm over here tripping over a nigga for what like it was crazy um but soul ties is a real thing like I feel like people don't really understand like when you sit there and you give so much of yourself to a person and you start to look over things like your morals like how I was I was like you know what maybe uh, things I know I had no business doing I was doing things that I've that I've prayed about in my personal time to God about things that I wanted to to do just to show him that I honor who he is in my life I've overlooked all that so it was a really big deal you know it wasn't nothing small like you know oh you know whatever that is that no it was a really big deal it was deep for me so I'm like, man, I got, how do I, how did I get to this point to where, you know, now, now I see from, from today's point of view, from on looking back on the past, it's like, man, okay, there was a lot of growing, there was a lot of stuff that I had to literally do, like, I had to stop trying to give so much of my stuff, stop trying to give people that, that were giving less than half so much credit, like full credit, like, no, like, stop. And to really look at myself and be like, you know what? Go after what you truly want and don't be afraid. Don't think that you can't have it because people told you you can have it. That's not, that's not the truth. That's just them blocking you from it because they know you can have it. So it was all kinds of things, but you know, now, like I was telling Tosh, I'm like, man, I'm seeing, I'm seeing certain things. It's reminding me of the past of these people. And I'm just like, but why? And I'm like, God, but why? Like, I'm not actively seeking a relationship. I'm not actively doing anything. I'm literally working on me, working on my goals, working on what I want for myself and my family. Why now am I seeing things from the past? Why now am I seeing 
seeing, you know, these people. There's something else that's about to come. Normally, things like that, like I said, you know, things pop up because there's something that's about to come through. And regardless whether it's for you or not, you know, stay on your P's and Q's. And you noticed all the attributes that the other person had. You noticed all the red flags. You noticed all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Now it's time to, like, this other person or whatever pops up or comes through, you know, um, you'll be able to navigate yourself better in a future situation. Um, and now this, this situation too can also apply to like past employers too and jobs and business relationships, okay. business partners, friendships. I mean, they all have something common there. You gotta find the commonality and whatever it is that's in common, that's the that's the major root of it all that you're gonna have to see and look at and realize and learn from. Yeah. All gonna connect. Mm-hmm. Things come back for review to see, okay, what did I learn from this? What did yeah. I get from it? Mm-hmm. Who was I in this situation? What could I have done better? Mm-hmm. And you know, and there are certain things that change, but just make sure this person isn't trying to check your temperature either. Self evaluation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. You're right. You so right about that. It just it took what? me back today. That is like, that is from the Urban Bible. It's so silly. But it, it took me back to yeah. the time. I'm just like, man, I really have a soft spot in my heart for this person still after everything. I'm like, please, please don't get it twisted. I'm not designed to be. No, it, I, we didn't had our run. It was a long run, and I'm, I'm done running. Okay, amen. Like, girl, <laughs> you, you better take the Hallelujah. Track. Oh, take the track. Okay, amen. But I'm Glory just like, God. God, I'm not actually seeking nobody because I'm, you know, I'm at the point now. I'm like, you know what, Jesus. I really can't pick them, so I'm going to leave it to you. You know what I'm saying? Because every time, you know, it, it, it ain't working. Yes. So, I, I'm, yes. I'm going to let you pick. How about that? You know what I'm saying? I know, I know, I, I know I've said that, but then I'll be like, I'm tired of waiting. So. I know it's, I it's not in our timing. And, you know, I'm not saying, like, I don't desire to be in a relationship. Of course I do. I desire, you know, relationship. I desire something of longevity i decided to become a marriage to to build a family to build legacy to break generational curses like i desire all of that but right yes. now and right now at this time eight o'clock like i'm i'm good like you know um i'm i'm loving me i'm loving what i'm doing i am enjoying what i'm doing you know and i'm 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 focused on goals and focus on just you know Loving Britney. That's that's it. You know, it's nothing. It sounds you know bland, probably a little you know um, commercial like or whatever, very typical. But it's that's just the truth. Like I'm chilling. Like I'm not you know. And I feel like when it comes, hey, you know, I'm there for it. But nothing is more beautiful than a man watching a queen love herself. Mm -hmm. I mean, really. Like, there's nothing more beautiful to a man than watching a queen love herself. Yeah. I think that's, I think it's very necessary for me, especially what I've just, you know, and just like a happy essay, but what I've been through with relationships, I think it's very necessary and very essential for me to take yeah. that time for me, you know. Um, 
I I feel like I'm getting back to myself, if that makes any sense. Like, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird to describe, like, in words, what I'm going through. Because I'm, I'm self-reflecting um, for me. And it's not just for relationships, like, with men. It's also, like, um, how before, you know, when I was serving at our last church. And, I, you know, I'm just like, man, I miss you, God. But... I was even talking to Tasha. I'm like, man, it's been so long. I feel like everything that I went through, I feel like I'm a blank canvas now. Like I have to relearn everything. Cause that last church I was at was the very first church that I went to in my adulthood. Like, you know, your parents take you to church when you're a kid, you know, you sitting on the pews and sleeping. Yeah. That was way back then. And then, you know, my adulthood, I just, when I moved out, I wasn't going to church. I didn't go to church for a long, long while. And then my sister brings me to this, to that church you know and I was there I served there almost seven years like I love that church but then things happen you know and God 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 shifted things and you know I wasn't serving anymore and it and it, it was tough and it killed me it didn't really kill me but it hurt it was tough because some of the things that I've experienced were very personal and it hit on a personal level because it dealt with relationships and, you know, for that to be broken within um, within the church and within me serving, for that to be affected because it was so personal, it took, I feel like it took a deeper hit. It cut deeper because of that. You know, certain things happen. Yeah, you know, it sucks, but you get over it. But I feel like it cut deeper for me because it was tied in with relationships. Well, it was like, it was all together. So... It made it it made it worse in a way. So now it's just like I feel like right now I'm just self-reflecting, but I also feel like everything I learned, I feel like I have to like it's like a factory reset. Like man, you got to do it all over again. Type. Which could be good, but I feel like sometimes I feel uh-huh. like I, where you know where do I start? Like it's all like fresh and new now. So I don't know. <laughs> That's just my yeah, you know, you know, it's like um, the church we were at was the first church I went to here, pretty much in Texas that really felt like home. And I left that church before, and then I came back, and I was really disappointed um, with the way things happened with COVID and everything. But mm-hmm. a big part of me also felt like. You know, as much as I wanted to serve and wanted to do certain things mm-hmm. with um, with where we what we were doing and how we were serving, a part of me felt like I wasn't good enough. My gifts were not good enough, or they were somewhat bypassed. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of felt like there was a lot of nefertism and favoritism, and mm-hmm. it made me feel a certain way about myself. And then I had to turn back and realize that it wasn't necessarily me it was them and what they thought looked good and the fact that I allowed Mm. that to take my self work Mm. that pretty much got me and it was like I don't ever want to be a part of something like that ever again that Mm -hmm. makes me feel like I'm not worthy and the gift that God gave me Mm -hmm. isn't worthy enough to be shown or or worthy enough to help you know somebody but But, Ashley you already know that's a lie from the enemy Mm-hmm. Of course, and but, but that's what, what I'm you... saying. It's like 
for what you said you said about self-worth that right there you just hit the nail on the head saying that because for me when it came to relationships and even you know within the church and serving all that ties together because it's also relational you know we don't we're not yeah, we're not religious is. with god we're relational with god so all that tied in together and i'm just like when you said self-worth it's just like man you don't see yourself in your eyes you see yourself through mm-hmm. the lens of what other uh, people tell you and yeah we, and that's and that's the problem that's the i don't understand why we judge ourselves based on what other people say and that just puts labels on on us mm-hmm. when we do that mm-hmm and but, you know that's where I had to learn too because it was like part of it was my fault for allowing somebody else to dictate that you know whether my gifts were good enough for the house of the Lord mm-hmm. there was my that was my issue but the fact that somebody in a leadership position was able to turn around and make somebody feel that way when that person had nothing but to offer but a pure heart because of wanting to help people wanting to reach the masses wanting to it wasn't about it wasn't about looking like a certain way in front of everybody. It was about me doing things exactly like from my heart with nothing in return for it. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just based on the fact that because I didn't look a certain way or I didn't have a certain status about me, you know, mm-hmm. it hindered me. And it's like, you know what? I don't want to be put in a situation or be around anybody that's going to make me feel like if the very gifts that God has blessed me with are not good mm-hmm. enough to help others. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the problem. You can't, be, you can't be in toxic situations like that. How can you thrive and be the best version that God wants you to be, that he created you to be, when you have toxicity and people, you know, you know they are on the right side of the cross. Cause they, you know, yeah. like, no, it's like, no, your, your, your gifts, your spiritual gifts cannot thrive. As a matter of fact, it'll put a damper on your gift. It's almost like taking the sun and blocking the sun with clouds. Like, mm-hmm. and that's you know why what there's I'm so saying? Much, and I was going to say, that's why there's so much hemorrhagery, hemorrhagery in the church. You know? There's so many people oh. bleeding mm. and they bleed on each other. Mm-hmm. There are because people don't yeah. realize that words matter. Mm-hmm. What you say to people matter. Double-edged sword. That matter. Boy, you know how they you know say a sticks and stones may break my bones, but words never hurt me. That's a straight that up work. lie. It's a straight yeah. up lie because your words have creative power. Your words. In our words can describe a person. In our words can someone tell us who we are. In our words, like I the can tell that you. People do, you know the thing that necessarily bother me is the words that bother me because you could yeah. probably forget about what somebody did, but you will never ever forget what the hell somebody said. Well, hold up, Ashley. I, I don't know about that. I'll, 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 I'll probably forget. What, I'll probably forget what somebody <laughs> said, but I feel like I will. You will never forget how remember. someone made you feel. Now you mm. won't forget how someone made you feel. You probably forget what they said because I'll be like, man, I can't verbatimly say what they said. Well, I can't remember what they said, but I know what they did to me. Yeah, but you know okay. how they made you feel. Like, <laughs> whoa, no lie. Um, this last relationship that I was in, I remember exactly what I said. Uh, I was told that I was never going to find anybody, that everything I touched was going to turn to, and that was all you right. know what? 
that yeah. every man that I get with is going to beat the crap out of me, mm-hmm. give me AIDS or HIV. Mm-hmm. Literally, all of these things he said, and oh yeah, that's right. The reason why you're here and you reason why you're never going to go back home is because your family doesn't love you. Your mom doesn't love you. Your dad doesn't love you. He took everything that I told him and threw it in my face to stab me in my heart. Mm-hmm. Just, just stink. Just and, and one of the reasons why, and it's you know, I, I, you know, you shouldn't be having sex anyway because you know what we believe and things like that. But you know, another one of the reasons why I don't want to give myself to anybody is because what if somebody does give me something like that? What if it is true? What if what if the things that my ex-husband wished upon me does happen? It's like a part of me is kind of fearful. Like. You know, I don't want to sleep with nobody because I'm afraid that one day I'm going to go to the doctor and find out that I have something terminal that I can't ever get rid of. That man wished that on me. I want the world to know. I want the whole world to know that that crap was wished upon me from somebody that claimed to have loved me. That... I can't, I mean, I forgive him, but I will never forget what the hell he said to me. Right. And you shouldn't. You should never forget. You know, people, they be like, oh, you forgive if you forget. No, you don't forget that. You're supposed to remember. Like, don't forget that so you don't fall for it again. Like, you got to remember what you went through. You remember um, how you felt in that moment, how that made you feel. Remember what you what you've done yourself what you didn't do so like I was when I was talking to Tasha earlier I'm like you know I was like why why are these people popping up back in my mind I keep seeing things about it they've been pressed on my heart you know God's asked the Holy Spirit asked me to be praying for them trying to be obedient like I really don't like honestly I want I don't want to pray for these people can I just be honest I don't want to pray for you like (laughs) And it's not like I'm being bitter or whatever. I'm just like, I just don't want to remember the pain and stuff that I've endured that's been associated with their name. I don't want to go back, back and reflect on the past. But I feel like God's wanting me to pray for them. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to pray because I'm going to be obedient. And I know obedience is, is better than sacrifice. Obedience is what gonna, is going to be pleasing to you. Yeah. You gotta pray for the people that hurt you. Because one of the things I learned is the way that person hurts you, you gotta pray for mercy on them. For God to give them mercy and to have grace with the person because it's it's just crazy. Like, I I don't know how to describe it. Like, you gotta be out here praying for people's souls out here because evidently when we look at the masses of people, (laughs) ain't nobody, they ain't praying for the damn selves. You know, that Some sometimes you know you gotta pray. I mean, we're you know the calling and the and the way we walk and the walk that we're in right now calls us to be prayer warriors and intercessors. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we yeah. get attacked all the damn time. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna tell you, Brittany, it's a different. It may be a different person, but it's the same situation. You it's the so? same demon. It's the same entity. It's the same familiar spirit. Oh. You say it's a different face. Same thing. Okay. But I always say, when you go through things more than one time, you didn't learn something the first time. That's what I always say. That's true. God wants, you, truth he wants you to learn something. 
that you need the first time. Like a retake of a test, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. You'll know if pass and fail if the same thing comes back up again. <laughs> yes, you'll know it. <laughs> you oh, were yeah. laughing. That, that was the evil laugh. <laughs> she said, he's oh, no. no, because <laughs> you know how we were in school when we were kids? We knew if we passed or failed, you know, they gave us that yeah. paper back and we had that big old red mark sitting up at the top. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Life is not like that. Life is no, not like not. that. Life does not give you your grades back after you turn it in. True. No. You're right. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you just like, oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. And then it comes back around again. No. Wait a minute. Hold up. The Lord, the Lord is the, the Lord is telling you you didn't pass this one. It may it may be a different phase, but you didn't you didn't do it. I didn't pass try, it. Try oh, I got a fifty dang. Okay. <laughs> and I know yeah. it. And then, I mean, but then you like I've taken this I've taken this test three times already. Well, you well, know, by the fourth time you want no more. We trying to get Well, we gotta throw some trick questions up in there and you miss all the extra credit points. Uh, I ain't gonna extra credit God, I dog it. <laughs> Pray for your friend, y'all. She ain't getting no extra credit or nothing. You gonna get she, it. She ain't, she ain't no extra credit. The extra credit questions mm-hmm. were hard. Yeah. Well, all <laughs> I can say. But I, but I say the good thing about the pass or fail situation is that we can take this test as many times as we so desire because the Lord's going to continue to give it back to us until we pass it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't trying to take it too many times though. But we'll just get this over <laughs> done with. Amen? But... I don't want that. I ain't trying to sit here. I don't want to take no daggone test that I don't want to freaking have to sit on and repeat. Like, I don't like overs. Mm-hmm. I don't like do-overs unless it's going to really, truly benefit me. But I don't want to do no do-overs like that now. Okay. Shoot, I don't even halfway eat leftovers when I eat, leave the restaurant. So I take silly. them home thinking I'm going to eat them. They sit in the refrigerator for three daggone days. Mm-mm. You a mess. Eat that food you pay money for. Look, let me tell you something. I don't know what it is, but when you get takeout and you reheat it in the microwave again, it don't taste the same. It don't. But sometimes it tastes better when you have it the first time. But I know the way I was raised, you gonna eat them leftovers. I'm paying for that food, child. Kathy didn't play. You gonna eat this food? Okay. Oh child, Lord. <laughs> I got tired of hearing that all my life. The one thing I learned about being a dope is I ain't got if if I don't want to do it, I ain't gotta do it. True. No, nope, you don't have to eat them Brussels sprouts. Okay. Uh, they're good. What? Oh, Y'all true. Well, you know what? No, no, no. You get some top Brussels sprouts from this restaurant I went to one time, boy. They deep fried them and they smothered them and like some really nice. That ain't sour, that ain't Brussels soy, sprouts. Soy sauce chutney. Boy, she done breasted up with everything. Lord, my friends, Jesus, help them, Father. But um, help the B and the A. Please help them, Jesus. Uh, all I can say now is just just pray for you, girl. Like I'm chilling. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I know right now, I feel like I'm in a in an area to where it's like, it's um, it's kind of like a fog. I can't really describe it. There's You're no in a gray area stuff. right now. A gray yeah. area. There you go. Um, but it's not a bad thing either. It's just, you know, I'm chilling. And, and uh-huh. I'm loving it. And I'm reflecting on myself and reflecting on the past. And I'm growing. And I, I, I'm loving it. She's growing. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. When I get when I get in them gray areas like that, Brittany, you know what I do? Hmm. I kid you not. Like I will pull out a puzzle and I will work on a puzzle. I don't know what it is about puzzles. Yeah, it's a mind thinker. It helps you. It's mind. not just a mind thinker. It's just like I don't have to think about nothing. I'm on this puzzle. Mm-hmm. And it's like my mind just draws a blank. I'm not thinking. You have to concentrate. But you do have to concentrate on the pieces now, Ashley. You do have to concentrate on the pieces, but your mind when your mind goes on a when you go on a mind trip mm-hmm. and you come mm-hmm. back from that, that vacation in your mind, it's like things are different. I mean, you're, you're able to look at something in like a different way or a different perspective. Some people actually do books. I don't know. I, I don't know if I can do it. People go on a book vacation and stuff. Well, it hurts it's the fact of the matter is it's something, there's a mechanism that happens in the brain when you mm-hmm. are pressed on something, press, press, press. You are pressed on something. When you think about it so daggone much that you don't see the end in sight or you don't see a solution or whatnot. It's something that the brain does when it shifts its mind, you know, that that processor off on that thing that you're stressed about. Mm-hmm. And then when you give your attention to like a puzzle or a painting or a book, your mind does something completely different. And it's like when it pops back up again, when you go back to revisit it, you see it in a whole different way. And that's the thing about me with my artwork is that I was literally zoned out. And then when I'm done with the painting and when I come back to yeah. it's like, it's, it feels like a new situation, but it's been there this whole entire time. It's just that you're seeing it with a fresh set of different eyes. Mm. There was something that you also said too earlier about being a blank can- canvas. Well, for me, in a situation like this, it's like the canvas is still wet. You have to wait for it to dry. Mm. It's therapeutic. Yeah. Get your, uh-huh. get your therapy on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so maybe your canvas isn't blank. Maybe your canvas is wet and it just needs to dry. Hmm. Because the paint looks different when it dries compared to when it's wet. All right, Ashley. Oh, I like that analogy. Go deal with your bad stuff. I do. And I was, I was like, okay, I hear you. When it's wet, it's all shiny and pretty. When it dry, it kind of dulls out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. wait for the paint to dry before you go making any kind of big changes or assumptions or certain thoughts. Let it dry. All right. 